0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is your girl, Tough Tiff, and I am back. Did you miss me? Well, I hope you did, because I really missed all of you. But you know, sometimes you just have to take a break and relax, regroup, and recharge. So I'm back, and I feel fabulous. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in. And I hope you have the opportunity to catch up on some of the episodes that you might have missed. But I want to welcome all of you to TIFF The Truth, where we learn and grow together. So today is Monday, May 24th, 2021, and it is National Brothers Day. Yes. Today, we celebrate and honor all of our brothers. So if you have a brother, no matter if it's a biological brother or a brother from another mother, it might even be your best friend, frat brother, brother brother-in-law, relative, or mentor. But this person is more like a brother to you than anyone else. And that's because brothers, they play a special part in our lives and they hold a special place in our hearts. And speaking of brothers, My special guest today on Tiff The Truth, well, let's just say he knows a thing or two about brothers. So at this time, let's dive right on in to the show. Today's episode is called A Trustee That You Can Trust. And some of you might say, what is a trustee? And then others might ask, what is the role of a trustee in a community or village? And others might want to know, well, how does one become a trustee in a village or community? Well, I'm so glad that you asked because my special guest today on Tiff the Truth is a village trustee. And he is going to tell us all about his role, responsibilities, and goals to become the best village trustee, that he can be to better his community. So at this time, I would like to tell you a little bit more about my special guest. Just like in Jeremiah 29 11, it says, I will bless you with a future filled with hope, a future of success and not of suffering. And my special guest, he knows that he is blessed by the best because God has ordered his steps throughout his entire life. And he has been blessed. He is a God-fearing man who was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. And he currently is a Glenwood resident and he's been there for the past seven years. He is happily married to his beautiful wife for six years and he have three lovely daughters. My special guest currently holds a Bachelor of Science degree in criminal justice, a Master's degree of organizational leadership, and he was successful in being elected to the village clerk in 2017. And now he was recently elected to village trustee in April of this year. And my special guest, he is a busy young man. He is also a member of the Salem Baptist Church of Chicago under the pastor, Reverend James Meeks. And he serves as a member of the executive security team. He is also the CEO of a Christian non-for-profit Touch Heart Ministry. And for the past year and a half, he has been employed with the Cook County Department of Probation within a domestic violence Unit. So as you can see, my special guest is making a positive difference and changing the world. So at this time, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I would like to introduce to some and to present to others my very special guest today. Let's please show some love for Mr. Dion Lynch. Well, hello, Dion. How are you doing today? I am
1: well, Miss Kennedy. How are you?
0: I am doing well, and I just want to thank you for taking the time to be on Tiff the Truth. This means a lot to me because I know you are busy. You are on the go. You're doing a lot of things. But I really thank you for taking the time out because, I mean, I'm just so proud of you. I mean, I have seen all the things that you're doing, and so we're going to get into that. But how's the family? How's everybody doing? Well, first, I appreciate you taking the time to consider little old me. Um, <laughs> making some small
2: strides, but much more work to do. Um, and, and absolutely, uh, family is doing well. Um, three girls. Uh, one is in her senior year. Uh, wow. She went to Roosevelt University. She decided to stay close to the home. Got a full ride. Okay. Uh, so, I'm uh, excited about that. Uh, our six year old will be going to first grade uh the end of the next school year and our uh four year old will be starting kindergarten and uh my wife and I are just learning to be uh Ringling brothers of the Circus. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs>
2: um but family is well. Family is healthy and well, uh and, and, and God is um, definitely in the middle of everything.
0: Wow, that is a blessing. And, you know, I know you mentioned your wife and y'all have been together for quite a few years. So if you had to share some advice to someone that might be thinking about getting married, what would be the best advice that you could give them for a successful and happy marriage? In your own opinion.
2: (laughs) Own opinion. Wow. So um, my wife and I, uh, it it was important to me um, that... We dated at least a year before we even considered um, talking about marriage or
1: or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have been married now for uh, six years, Uh, six years. Um, And so
2: um, marriage is not for the faint of heart. Uh, It's it's, it's definitely an opportunity to expose a lot of opportunities um, and then some successes that you had individually and collectively. Yeah. but uh, to have a life partner, someone that you can truly count on, depend on, uh, any good times and the bad, and then in the in different times, because people always say, "What's indifferent?"
1: Times you just don't know how you feel. You don't know what's wrong. It's just, it's just one of those days. It's undescribable. But That's having right. somebody
2: understand that, um, and then their growing pains. There, you know, um, oftentimes married folks don't talk about those growing pains. They mm-hmm. just the glistening in and they're they're growing planes. You consider you're bringing two different individuals, two different upbringings, two different uh, uh, backgrounds, and just internal and external beliefs. No matter how much you try to uh, align yourself with that person, uh, you're just two different individuals, two different That's species. That's right. Um, it's it's, it's a, there are growing pains. There's, there's no no secret about it. Um, mm-hmm. But there are successes. And but uh, what, what I've learned is. Uh, communication uh, and comprehension people always talk about just communicating Mm -hmm. but it means nothing if you can't comprehend what the person is asking either verbally or physically Mm -hmm. uh, just being able to do that consistently Um, so communication comprehension and just being able to be uh, flexible right you want to be considerate you want to be thoughtful you want to be understanding Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, but you don't want to lose yourself and that's key. That's yes. key. You don't want to lose yourself. You want to uh, work together to grow each other, but you're still an individual. Um, and, 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 and the part of that is to help each other, order each other so that you can grow collectively and individually because uh, you were a person before that individual, you're mm-hmm. a person with that individual. And so uh, it's important to learn how to balance those two. So, marriage is great, uh, marriage is work. Uh, marriage is uh, 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 a blessing from God uh, as long as uh, God has ordained that relationship, uh, then it's something certainly to be thankful and fruitful from uh, as, as the days go longer.
1: So, yeah. uh, I encourage people to get married. I encourage you to surround yourself with people who've been married. So- Counseling, counseling doesn't mean something's wrong. It Doesn't mean something's
2: bad. Uh, it means it's just like you get your, you have to get your car maintenance. That's right. It's going good, and so it's the same with marriage in any life. You know, you go to school for continuing education. Uh, you should do all that you can to continue to uh, water and grow your marriage. It is, it's like anything else. It just doesn't get better on its own. It takes two. So. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Well, I love that. And I think you gave some good advice and you're right. You know, you have to continue to work on your marriage because you're going to have your ups and downs. You're going to have your downs and lows. But as long as you can communicate, like you said, and, and understand your spouse, you know, you have to understand each other, respect each other. And I agree. You definitely need your time to yourself because a lot of times we get so caught up, you know, in our significant other and you yeah. can lose yourself you know and so you are absolutely right you do need that time where you can you know just you know do some things for yourself and still come back and still be with your mate and
2: a, a, a better you makes a better thing
0: that's I right <laughs> you are the happier everyone is and, and and let
2: me for the younger guys and even the older guys um, that, that are listening um, and no shade to the women but Ooh um i don't believe and I, I don't support the happy wife happy life there has to be happy spouse happy
0: mm. life i love it i love
2: take, it thanks to um the same way that you're pouring into her she should be pouring into you uh because i, I can certainly tell you and i'm certain you can agree miss kennedy if whether it's the man or the woman that's unhappy um you know, it, it's gonna take two to get to an equal yoke mm-hmm. uh, because you don't want one person working harder than the other. That's right. Uh, you want to have an equal yoke relationship, and um, and I encourage people all the time. You know, as I, I got married when I was uh, 26. You know, still
1: kind of young, but mm-hmm. I grew up in a family with everybody was married. We saw love. We saw
2: the good, all the bad times. And so um, talk to your talk to your elders, ask for the un. Cut
0: truth.
2: Yes. Yeah, I'm telling
0: you, it's not all flowers. That's but right. They bloom pretty if mm-hmm. they're watered right. So get the get the unrated truth. Get the get the uh un
2: what they used to call oh. it the uh, unadulterated truth. And, <laughs> and uh, there's some good times. I, I would never forget my, my father-in-law. And I know I'm quite going off topic, but uh, most young people don't talk about marriage a lot. You know, that was a struggle we had finding people our age to
0: marry. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: My father told us, uh, and I When I went to him and asked, him, you know, if I could take his daughter's hand, you know, um, swing from the tree, swing mm. from the tree as often as you can, and that was his way of—he's
0: a pastor of saying, um, you know, in, enjoy your intimate moments as often as you can. You yes, know? that's Being true. Like, intimately
2: and, and and physically and spiritually, um, and trust God uh, as you choose the person to be that person for you it doesn't mean it'll be perfect but right. uh, I pray ask God over and over if this is the decision you want for me if this is the woman you want for me if this is the mother of my children uh, because we see it way too so often folks have kids with individuals both men and women that's right and sometimes, things never work out the way that you planned and so now you have an innocent life hanging in the balance so um, prayer is key understanding is key growth and uh, being flexible, being able to comprehend those things and being just executed. So, um, yeah, I, I love my wife. She is the apple of my eye. In
0: my butt, but... <laughs> and she probably can say the same about you too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, that's a beautiful thing. And and I could tell just from the way you're talking, um, there's a definitely a special bond that you and your wife share. And that's a beautiful thing, you know, cause like you said, it's no perfect relationship. I mean, you're going to go through some things, but as long as you guys are willing to roll your sleeves up and work together and, you know, pray to God and keep God in the midst everything will work itself out and evidently you guys are doing something right because you're still together (laughs) so that's good so uh, as i was talking earlier when i was introducing you today is national brothers day and you know a little bit about having a brother you know especially having a twin brother so (laughs) so i was just wondering you know i know you and your brother y'all share a special bond as well and i was just wondering what would be Something that you could say that you really admire about your brother and just the special bond that you and two, you know, you two share with each other?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I'm fortunate to have uh, two brothers.
0: Oh, okay. Uh,
2: I have an older brother, His name is uh, Craig, he's a junior. Uh, and then uh, my twin brother, uh, Dominic. Um, there is uh, no greater love uh, than having a, a twin sibling, one who can
1: um, understand you both emotionally and physically, and in, in instances, even a lot of times where you don't have to say anything. Yeah. Um,
2: but what that does for you is it. it uh, and my my brother Craig, uh, he's about jeez, um, uh, he just had a, a birthday. I
1: think it's her forty one. Okay. Uh, about um, eight years, our senior.
2: Um, and uh, a lot of times when you have an older sibling that older, it's not until you cross
0: that high school threshold and older until you're able to kind of relate to one another. Yeah, um, that's um, true. Like, <laughs> the
2: little snot his brothers that's following me down the street, you know, Right. but, but absolutely, um, I, I, um, my older brother, Craig, love him to death, um, he and his beautiful wife. Uh, they are some just some great people. We've had conversations. Um, they don't have any children. Um, uh, and so, uh, um, uh, they are uh, probably, I'm sorry, my brother uh, had, a, had a daughter before they met. They don't have any children together, but okay, um, in high school and he's kind of going through those teenage pains. And uh, when I met my wife, she had a daughter. And okay, her so my... being a HF, I can understand though senior and teenage pains and he's, he calls me and he's just kind of like, what did you do and how do you do it and how have you dealt with this and how yes. does that work? And I'm like, man, you know, uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, because there's no handbook to being a parent, right? <laughs>
2: we went through it and we, we, we've we learned to, we've learned, we've learned to grow, we've learned to understand each other on uh, different scenarios. Yes. We've learned to, Learn to um, understand different situations where, you know, in high school. Even as I had to remind them, I'm
1: like, man, you remember how you were in high school? You that's know? right. So, mm-hmm. Just go through those.
2: Um, and so, uh, our, our relationship has grown much stronger there with kids the same age. Uh, but my twin brother, um, you know, that's that's a different beast. You know, someone you came into the world with. Uh, yes. someone, um just he he's you, and it's just in a different form. Mm. Uh, we have our ups and downs, uh, as any other siblings do, but uh he's one of the
0: individuals who i um it just you know he''s like the second heartbeat to me wow um I can count on him. He's always been my first uh, best friend, um, even when he makes me mad <laughs> you know, he, right hey, being twins you know how to push each other's buttons that other people don't know exist uh but we share a special bond uh yes. that uh as um, my prayer to God is that it can never be broken um mm. uh, I can count on him he has um uh,
1: little girl she's four um uh, uh, who is eight uh he'll be, be eight this eight this summer yeah okay. his and so um i have two daughters he has a daughter and a son mm-hmm. uh, and so by coincidence he had a son instead of a girl which is surprising um, <laughs> I, you know we, we just we grew up together we were in the same classrooms as each other uh, all the way through third grade and uh if you remember dr lewis you know, yes she, she had to break us up so she broke us up and it was for the best for us to learn our independence and
2: to develop without one another, and so, and I think uh, your sister, Miss uh, uh, Tucker, was the first class that we had when we were right
1: across the hallway from one another, and it was a, it was painful, you know, mm. brother, but uh, my brothers uh, mean the world to me, my family uh, means the world to me, uh, but my twin—that's a special bond that
2: uh, you can't find written anywhere.
0: That's right. Yeah.
2: And, and, and your niece and us
1: are twins.
0: That's they, right. They, and they, they are very close. Uh, they're very close. they very close. I mean, they can. They know when something is wrong with one another and they think alike. It, it's amazing. It is amazing. Oh, absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'll tell a quick story. Remember when we were in first grade? We went on a field trip, and uh, the first time Miss Tucker had bought the, she talked about the twins and talked about the twins.
1: <laughs> Uh, and we was like, okay, she brought them on the field trip, couldn't believe it. And they were so small, I don't even think that maybe
2: they had just learned to start walking. Wow. And we could not, but nobody in the class could believe, how do you have twins and they're not the same sex? Now, in first grade, we didn't know.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. You're boy, you're
2: boy, or girl, and girl. But right. And saw a boy and a girl. And we said, no, nobody believed Miss Tucker. We just couldn't believe it. <laughs> and, uh, these were twins. It was a boy and a girl. And they were so small.
1: Mm. And
2: I look now at the pictures and, and the success that they've had. And they have just veered off into the unknown blessings of God. And so I, I always, I, I told them once, if I had a chance to see him some time ago. And I'm like, you guys don't remember you were on the first day field trip I said you guys were our science experiment we couldn't believe <laughs> that there were twin boy and
1: girls and so okay. um, I- I'll never
2: forget that I will never they were the first boy and girl twins that we had ever met and uh it, it just was amazing so wow
0: um,
2: but I thought you mentioned that it's 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 uh, brother's day I didn't know that uh I'm gonna go
0: see my twin shortly okay you uh, know that it's brother's day and see if I can
1: get him to uh uh surprise him
2: little
0: brother with a gift yeah a little something yeah. something yeah, yeah that'd be yeah, nice gift. <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
2: uh, uh, a gift
0: That would be nice, yes. (laughs) Well, anyway, um, I I could tell that you are very close to your family, and and that's a good thing, and that's why you are the wonderful young man that you have become. Like I said, I have watched you grow up. Like you said, you was in my sister's class, and that was at, it was Oliver Hazard Perry then. I mean, now it's changed to Hurl Washington Elementary School, but shout out to all the Perry Pacers out there that'll be listening. Now, Perry Pacers was
2: your time, but it was Harold Washington when we were there. So
0: Oh, it was Harold Washington. Okay, okay, all uh, right. <laughs> and,
2: uh, yes, it was a community school, and, and I, uh, uh, I I give all of my uh, beginning credit to that school and those educators. I, I don't kind of get off topic, but I, I I just have to shout out
1: your sister, uh, Dr. Tucker. I call her Dr. Tucker. She was <laughs> Nominal educator uh, she loved teaching and
0: i was sharing with some friends recently who were going in education field mm-hmm. they said man you know a lot of
2: the difference between educators now and then is, is that teachers taught with a passion yes they they taught, they, they they were your parents there yes. was no to call your parents during the day uh, because your parents trusted those teachers at that time to uh, make the right decision and that's had, right Yes. Um, and, and Ms. Tucker uh, said she was my first grade teacher, and she was so invested in education
1: mm-hmm. so much that she sent homework home during the summer. I will never forget that. And
2: never forgive her for sending homework home. when the summer, she had it packed out for every
0: day. Okay. <laughs>
2: my goodness, Ms. Tucker, don't play. Don't, okay. Those teachers being, uh, you know, Mr. Mays and uh,
0: Dr. Lewis. Yes. Miss your mother? Oh my God, Miss Turnbull! Please don't get me down that road. She was a fanatic for etiquette, and, <laughs> uh, just professionalism, and just uh, men and women, young boys and girls, just yeah. understanding the value
2: that they had. She started our uh, Harold Washington passion. God, I can just go on. She was your mother. Yes. Uh, was she was a her her giant soul is on. I will never. That was over 20-something years ago. And I will never forget her. Yes. Uh, she was just a beautiful woman. And now so...
0: Oh, thank know, you.
2: She just helps form your foundation. Yes. And, uh, she was definitely one. And so was uh, Ms. Tucker. So I appreciate those individuals. So forgive me for the rant, but... Uh, That's you don't okay. ...to talk
1: about
2: things like that. People don't talk about, you know, that, that beginning year. So... Uh, That that year Washington was a special school, had uh, special educators, and it was just a community of people
1: who just loved one another.
0: That's uh, right. You're right. What our community is missing now. You're right. Uh, And and, and, uh,
1: that was, uh, you know, those
2: individuals at that time were just a reflection of uh, just greatness. And I I sorely miss that in today's world, Uh, but they were definitely a
0: part of my success and I will never ever, ever forget your mother. Um, me,
2: you
0: know, she was a beautiful woman. So Thank you. Uh, that's very you sweet. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for saying that. That means a lot to me. And I am ready to get on with the show. Are you ready? Because I know people want to know more about why a trustee that you can trust. That's the, that's the name of the episode. And I just want to say congratulations on becoming a village trustee in Glenwood, Illinois. That wow. is wonderful. So I really want to talk about it because a lot of people, you know, they, they don't know what a trustee really does. And so I was wondering yes. if you could share your role and responsibilities as a village trustee.
1: Absolutely.
2: So you, you said a trustee that you can trust, um, you know, just kind of going back to what I said about those um those educators and that, that family kind of oriented dynamic we had coming up um you can trust me because uh my, my grandparents and my parents
1: uh are still around mm-hmm. and uh i would so much rather have to go uh to jail to have to
2: face them you
0: know? i know that's right <laughs> uh, when
2: you think about Uh, the things that you do you have to also understand the impact it has on others and uh, we come from a community uh, and a family of uh, integrity uh, and uh, uh, sincerity Mm. and so everything that we do we do from our heart and and, uh, in all things integrity uh, we do with the utmost um, and uh, you know uh, politics and wow Um, so coming from Chicago uh, then we moved to the my my Mom's side of the family has always lived in Chicago, and my dad's side has always been from the South Suburbs. And so, once we uh, finished our uh, 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 our grade school education, we went on to the suburbs and mm-hmm. uh, proud students of uh, TTHS started, uh purple and white pride. Uh, pride. And so, I'm uh, so grateful for that opportunity. And then from that point, uh, we became just
1: sort of suburbanized. Okay. So she- and it's not appealing anymore. as You get a little
0: taste
2: of the suburbs, a little slower, a little quieter. But yes, uh, we we'll go to Chicago and have a little fun. But um, and so once my wife and I married, we purchased out here in Glenwood. Uh, and I always said, uh, even growing up in Markham, which was a really community, family-oriented at that time, uh, I wanted to get involved in, in politics. Um, I started off at Christ Temple uh, Baptist Church.
1: Mm. Uh,
2: Oracle. And then also on 95th Street, to Christ Temples, so once we moved to the suburbs, we started going to the Christ Temple under um, Pastor McKinney's leadership, and then Pastor Lawson, who's now the current pastor, Dr. Lawson. Okay. Um,
0: and so, uh, uh, you know, um, we moved out here. We had our,
1: our, our, our preteen. Uh, she was uh, in, in junior high at the time, and mm-hmm. then we had Kennedy at the time.
2: She was a newborn. And so I said, you know what? I want to get involved. I want to be a part of that community that helps uh, grow my family,
1: that helps educate my children. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to get involved. And so I uh, moved out here and I reached out to the mayor. I said, you know what? Um, I want to get involved with the planning
2: commission. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew what it did. I knew what that consisted of uh, living in Markham, because we lived in, in the area of so many elected Fishers, you know, right. and appointed officials. Right. So and things like that and just
0: that they carried themselves it just it, it impressed me okay so
1: I pointed to the planning commission
2: and shortly thereafter uh, election season was rolling around and the mayor uh called me one evening I'll never forget I was doing laundry and he said hey you know, this is uh Mayor Gardner and uh, he's like you know I'd be interested
1: in you running for uh city clerk with me hmm. no idea what that was okay. um I Well, let me talk to my wife, Ryan. Let me, let me see. I didn't
2: want to say I didn't know what it was, but I said, let me, let me talk to my wife. And so I did some research, talked to some people I knew. Okay. uh, Turned out to be a good thing. Turned out to be a really good thing. And, um, from that point on, um, I I did four years. I was uh, successfully elected in 2017. Okay. Uh, Ended this year, 2021. And so uh, I said, you know what? Uh, I love this community aspect. I love this being involved. I love the government aspect. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, I decided
1: to run for trustee. Uh, and for me, those wondering what that is, a uh, trustee for these suburbs is just a, um, another name for alderman. Okay. Uh, so, alderman is, is, is a, it's synonymous with trustee here. There's no difference. It's the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And
2: so. Uh, essentially, uh, we ran, uh, we had a successful campaign, my entire slate run, uh, went,
1: my entire slate ran, um, which included me and
0: two other trustees and the mayor himself, as well as the city clerk. Okay. Uh, so we were successful in this election, so, um, I was proud to have
2: been the youngest elected clerk in the village of Glenwood and now I'm proud to have been the youngest elected trustee in the village of Glenwood. So, um,
1: what is the trustee? Uh, we, we're policy makers for the city. Um, okay. We set policies
2: set ordinances. We set um, uh, different things in place for operations uh, both uh, on our uh, first responders, our emergency uh, for uh, just the daily operations of the village uh, for finance, uh, for public safety, for economic development. Um, uh, a number of things that the the, um, the village board does. A mm-hmm. lot of what happens in the town almost all of what happens in the town has to come through the village board um and it's trying it can be trying you know you have six individuals with six different backgrounds six different uh, agendas and perspectives and things mm-hmm. um but what's important is being able to uh,
1: understand that uh, i might not agree with you uh, right. i respect you you know saying you have to grow uh and i think that's what's crucial with uh, politics is
2: oftentimes when uh, individuals don't move in the same direction uh that a lot of times that um uh, uh enemy lines can be created but um i am so hopeful that other uh youth individuals around my age would learn to become uh, more interested in politics to understand this is what got this is what creates your community
1: you that's know that's right what was big
2: for me was, was that uh, you would hear individuals all the time, just in person, on social media, in conversation, complain mm-hmm. uh, uh, about what's happening or what's not happening in their community. Uh, but what they don't understand is that uh, you're a driving force. As, as a resident, you have an opportunity to get engaged, to make that change,
1: right. uh, whether
2: resident level or elected official level. Um, if you want to see that safety, that security, that, that growth, uh, those opportunities. Um, you have to engage, you have to get involved. Um, and I think that sometimes people look at these positions and, and think, um, that they, they don't qualify, that they not, they aren't worthy, they don't have the
1: education and experience. Right. Um, i to tell you that, um, you know, uh, uh Rome wasn't built overnight.
0: That's
2: uh, right. <laughs> I don't care how much education you have, uh, there will always be twists and turns that, uh, uh, our learning curves that make you ad- adapt to different things and so mm-hmm. uh, being a trustee is, is wonderful um, I, I love connecting with the people uh, I love being a problem solver wow. uh, and so that's essentially what it is coming up with solutions, being proactive uh, and, and, and understanding, again we talked about this with marriage, but as an elective you have to be able to listen, comprehend and uh, execute mm-hmm. uh, I'll leave you with this is that uh, one of the greatest Challenges with being an elected official is you you, you can't always go with what what's popular. Right. Uh, there are folks that's going to be for some things, and there's folks that are going to be against some things. And so, as an elected official, for you to not just uh, deny uh, one side, you have to find a happy medium uh, mm-hmm. in where uh, not all, but some of the ask or expectations can't be met in their respect. So okay.
0: Uh, yeah absolutely wow that's interesting so tell me this because you already kind of answered my next question what prompted you to want to run for this position like you said you just wanted to make some changes and you feel that you know you had the experience so tell me this are your meetings open to the residents of Glenwood or is it more like you know if they want to find out more information they can you know communicate with you directly or how does that really work as far as the meetings that you have oh no um well, to your initial question, like I said, we moved
1: here, and uh, I just wanted to get involved. Like I said, tapping the mayor on the shoulder,
2: starting as a planning commissioner, uh, and then being asked to run for clerk, and then now trustee. So um, I, I just—I've always had that uh, uh, that um, personal, uh, deep desire to, to be in politics, to get
1: involved. It was just something I wanted to do. You yes. know? Uh, people don't want to be teachers. People don't want to be uh, paramedics or doctors and. My way, something mm-hmm. um, that I wanted to do. Um, but one of the other things, um, you know, when you consider the fact of um,
0: just communicating with the residents, so our, our meetings are open to the public. Uh, they have to be. Uh, okay. The only time a closed session meetings when we're discussing litigation or personnel things like that. Okay. Uh, the,
2: to the public, but yes, we encourage. I
0: encourage. I beg residents come
2: out, get involved, know what's going on, express your concern, express your doubt.
1: That's mm-hmm.
2: uh, right. Uh, oftentimes, with the elected officials, sometimes what you mostly get is just uh, um, just issues or concerns. But uh, it's okay to let your elected officials know you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Let them know that. Hey, thank for you, what are doing. Um, so we meet on the first and third of Tuesday uh, of every month. Uh, of every month, we meet on the first and third Tuesday of every month. Um, okay. Uh, to uh, handle uh, city business. Mm. So, yes, we uh, we just came back from being um, via uh, Zoom. Uh, actually, uh, last week was our first meeting in person. Okay. Okay. Uh, we look forward for the public
0: to come out and support us. Okay, well, that sounds good. Now, what are some of the concerns and issues that you see right now or hear from residents in Glenwood that you, you know, hope to address soon?
2: Oh, uh, how, uh, how much time do we have?
0: <laughs> just a few things. If you could just give us just a few examples of some things.
2: Um, one of the things, um, you know, when you consider, you um, as uh intensification starts to happen right so you get uh individuals moving in from different areas you get renters um apartments and homes mm-hmm. um you know it's uh, uh becoming a homeowner is a, is, is a learning curve right okay. uh not just for the maintenance and the upkeep of your house but also learning how to respect and, and get along with the culture in the community, with your neighbors. Um, and so sometimes uh, you have having individuals coming from different walks of life uh, and learning how to adapt or adjust uh, with the community that, that,
0: that's, that's kind of already set its tone. Okay. Right? That sometimes can be a
2: challenge for individuals. Um, I think some of the other concerns is um, just being able to provide um, activities for children um more or less uh, you know uh, when you think about um uh sports programs or aquatics programs and um just uh activities for children to be involved in um and one of the plights with all south suburbs suburban communities is uh you don't always have the same resources as your your, your
1: larger cities that you know your chicago right um, things like that and so uh
2: some of the times the the things that's afforded to the larger cities uh don't always trickle down to the south suburbs and so it's important um uh that those south suburbs are resourceful and and uh and generating that type of revenue that can provide those activities and that curriculum for for children and for families collectively uh to keep them engaged Mm. um but i would think uh that uh
1: Lastly, probably one of the larger concerns would probably be surrounded around, um, you
2: know, we've had this rash of uh, car burglaries. Okay. Um, Individuals just, um, you know, hopping in vehicles while you go to the gas station or whatever. Right. Um, become, you know, people getting carjacked. That was a, a plague that had not only plagued Chicago but all the suburbs. And I, I always romantic people I said, you know, a lot of people move to the suburbs to kinda of get away from the bigger city. But uh I can assure you, um, a lot of what the larger cities deal with mm-hmm. uh goes to the south suburbs. It, it, at some point it trickles down, uh, but that, that unity in their communities was important to uh, ensuring that
1: you remain a tight knit, uh, safe and progressive community. So, uh,
2: thankfully our, our chief of police, uh, police department, our emergency services, our fire chief, uh, they do a fantastic job of keeping the village safe. They are vigilant. All of the towns work well together. That's um, and then each Avenue and, um, you know, we, we did not see a uh, huge increase or an increase at all. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think that we only had one instance in town uh, where there was a vehicle theft uh, and the police were able to apprehend the individual uh, and, and that, and that uh, kind of depleted the situation itself. But,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, you know, again, a lot of times it won't the largest suburbs, the larger cities see the suburbs will in effect see in some respects. So, um, oh. but.
1: Uh, So not many complaints.
0: Uh, That's good. We'll see. Wow. Well, you know what? Glenwood is actually such a beautiful community. So, I mean, you really don't hear a lot of negative things, you know, about Glenwood. So you guys are doing an excellent job. So keep up the good work as far as that. So my next question for you are, is there any like certain community affairs that you are involved with right now, you know, in your current role? Or yeah. right now, you just you got so many other things on your plate at this time, so you really can't commit to anything like that.
2: Well, I also serve as um, CEO of a non-profit, um, faith-based, faith-based organization, uh, Touch Heart Ministry. Right. Um, the um, the organization was created by a good friend of mine, Ronald Beard Hill, uh, who is the um, uh, chairman and the CEO—I'm sorry, the chairman, and the president of the organization.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he, along with other individuals um, who we all are acquainted with, uh, through membership at the greatest church in the world.
0: Yes, so the <laughs> I say that again. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay.
2: Church of Chicago. Thank God for Pastor Meeks his leadership. Yes. But- uh, we've created a non-for-profit organization and we uh, we do so much uh, in the community uh, with hospitals uh, those are common lessons okay. uh, uh, and, and just with uh, children uh, who, are, who are facing hardships uh, in, in any aspect and so uh, dealing with that um, is, is a privilege and honor uh, I also uh, work with my uh,
1: sonic organization I'm a mason okay. uh, obviously uh, connecting with the community, providing the needs so, of uh,
2: those are disenfranchised and disengaged uh, in every aspect that we can. Um, and so I have decided to kind of uh, cut my iron there to turn the iron off. Uh, so I'm just involved with those two um, outside of the, the village. Uh, my time is well spent. Um, and so, uh, again, just two components of community uh working together for the betterment of the individual for the totality of uh their success so
0: wow um, that's awesome wow well you're doing a lot of positive things in the community so hats off to you for just trying to to better just not just you know for the black and brown community but just for everyone in general so that's awesome what you're doing. So great Absolutely. job. <laughs> so my last question for you, if someone was interested in becoming a trustee for like their village or hometown, what would be some things that you could recommend that they should do now to pre- prepare themselves to try to run for a position like this? Well,
2: you know what? I was telling one, um, search of art. Um, uh, I'm on the also, the uh, I did mention, but by profession, I'm also a uh, probation officer with the Cook County. Uh,
1: Department of Probation, mm-hmm. uh, work the Department of—I'm uh, uh, sorry, working in a unit of domestic violence—and so, um, you know, you, you have to have integrity
2: uh, okay. in everything. You do. You have to, it has to be pure and genuine um, uh, for your desire to be successful, right. uh, whatever you're doing. And so, um, have integrity, have integrity, and, and if you that uh, you, you you not you question integrity question or reactions um you have to certain and absolutely um but not only to have a desire to suffer, uh, because you right the needs of people come in different uh, different forms of different thing so you have to have a desire and the patience to with people um you have to have the uh desire to want to learn right? right so as an issue, and even as an individual you should always be looking to learn and to grow uh, and to develop yourself um, as an elected official, you're not only just concerned with yourself, but you're concerned with the greater good, um, and so I tell people on this, I mentioned earlier, you know, as an elected official, you don't get the the, the, the privilege to just go with what's popular. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you might have 80 people, 80% of the people that's for this particular project. Um, and then you have the other 20% that, that's not against mm-hmm. um, it. Just because you got more, uh, more than get, and you only cater to them. You have uh, happy medium, uh, absolute resolve uh, that, that brings some type of uh, happiness to both sides on, on an equal level. So uh, that integrity piece, that, is, uh, uh, that
0: commitment to serve... Um, more than anything, uh, I personally like to tell them to, to individuals you have to have a strong and, and uh, deep relationship with God, um, because in politics things get nasty. Yes, it does,
2: and get extremely nasty.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and uh, but there is also
2: also an opportunity within you can see the fruits of your labor. Wow! Um, yeah, so I tell people if you're ready for the election, be prepared for a campaign. Uh, campaigns can be expensive. Um, be sure that you, if you're running with individuals, understand who they are. Understand right. the uh, future because everything that they do, uh, whether directly or indirectly, will impact you. Mm. Um, and so uh, you, you have to have that, that, that fighting spirit. You have to have that humble spirit to want to do that. If you got those, you've got that passion, <laughs> excuse me, if you got that passion, higher, then um,
0: it's an opportunity for you. Wow. You that determines.
1: Uh, the next steps
0: in your community's life. Wow, that is so wonderful, and I could tell that you're very passionate about you know everything that you're doing, and that's why it's working out, and you're doing so well. <laughs> so tell me this: How long can you be a village trustee? I mean, is is it like a cutoff? Like you can only do so many years, or or how does that work? No, no,
2: there is no uh, term limit for four years. Okay. Every um, so in two years, um, uh, the remaining three trustees, uh, will run for election. Okay. Um, and then two years after that will be the election for, uh, the other three trustees, uh, the village clerk and the mayor. So the, the elections are, um, in all three years. Okay. Uh, right, so everyone years. Um but uh, uh, there are elections every, essentially every two years for the, um, the remaining three or four individuals uh, that's up for re-election. So okay. uh, no term limits uh, at this point um, for either mayor or uh, those voters have a hard time to serve, then um, you can be a trustee, mm. you, you can be, so.
0: Okay. Well, this has been such an enlightening and educational show, and I really want to thank you again for being on Tiff the Truth. We have learned so much about being a village trustee and, and all the different things that you are a part of. And, and I just, again, hats off to you for what you're doing and continue to let God use you in a mighty way.
1: And I'm a servant,
2: uh, I most certainly appreciate you considering me for this. Uh, and thinking of little will be small little town. Uh, <laughs> coming, you know, and so, um, I appreciate you and all you people. Inform them uh, of what options are available, and so that's so key. So, thank you so very much.
0: Oh, it's been my pleasure. And if there's any events or anything that might be coming up that you would like me to share on Tiff the Truth, please don't hesitate to reach out to me because that's what it's all about. It's about supporting and encouraging and uplifting each other.
2: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time and appreciate your audience. Um, I hope that uh, I will continue to be a uh, part of an interesting...
0: You definitely will. And I hope to talk to you again in the near future.
2: As well. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, it was a pleasure. And you take no. care. Okay. As well. Okay, bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show, and I want to thank Dion again for just really breaking it down for us and sharing his story, his journey of becoming a village trustee. And now we know why he is a trustee that you can trust. So at this time, I would like to leave what I call Tiff the Truth Thoughts. Just know that we all can make a difference and be the difference that we want to see if we all work together individually and collectively. God bless all of you and continue to take care of your families and yourselves. And don't forget to smile because it looks good on you. I'll talk to you soon on a new episode on Tiff the Truth. This is your girl, Tough Tiff. Bye you.